Marina and I'm your host Gabriella and you're listening to <sighs> lemons to lemonade welcome back Happy how Wednesday. are you <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep this in this is funny this is how we always start you guys my bad but we just cut it out we you cut know, out the mess you know what I was trying to have a little moment for all right myself. go for it go for it she, she's been on one this morning so i have a lot of energy i'm sorry um, also the topic for today is really fun for it's me it's juicy is it yeah i guess it's because i live this so yeah well um before we get into our topic mm-hmm. you know what segment this is what's, what's in, in your cup, cup? <laughs> so today what is in our cup Water, girl, that H2O. Why are we drinking water and not soda? Today we're drinking water. We're drinking water every day, but specifically we're trying to drink a lot more water because me and Marina, or Marina and I, are doing a 30-day quarantine challenge because quarantine waits. So we're doing this 30-day challenge where we work out for five days a week. We're eating healthy. Mm -hmm. We're We're running way more. We're doing our cardio because... Lord knows, I got some jiggly on me I need to burn. Yeah, some LBs we need to burn. So, yeah, yeah and if you follow us on our Instagrams or the Lemons to Lemonade Instagram, you've probably seen us talk about this. We're trying to share more about this. Also, I'm putting out my YouTube channel, Marina Labib. Yeah, so, she's been plug. vlogging, you guys. Like, Yeah, so I'm trying. I'm trying. We'll see, you know. We'll see. It has to be I've uploaded. I've seen her filming, but I, I won't believe it until I see it. Yeah, it has to be uploaded. So make sure you guys tune into our social media in case you're trying to join. We're basically just trying our best. We're not doing anything like super crazy, but just trying to be more healthy since we've been in quarantine and just like sitting on our couches, eating all the snacks available. And we're also doing workouts by Gabriella workouts every day. Yeah. Doing our cardio, drinking our water. So feel free to join us at any time. You can start your 30 days whenever you want. And use the hashtag 30 days with LTL. Okay. All right. So now let's get into today's topic. So we're going to be talking about exposing social media and the influencer world. Wow. Why you got to call me out like that? You got something against me? So, no, 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 no. I just feel like as a person who is just a viewer, I don't consider myself an influencer yet, but I have views and I see things, so I thought this would be a very interesting conversation. Uh, but yeah, I think it'll be fun. I think we can crack some myth that everyone you know, are, is thinking. Well, yeah, guys, I feel like I at least am aware of this. Maybe other people are not, but Instagram is not a reality. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just start there. A lot of the things that we see on a daily basis on our newsfeed are just things that people plan for you to see. So they're not really a look into someone's actual life. So I will say that a lot of people think that they know me, but there's a lot that they don't see. Even though I do share a lot of my life Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm very open with things, uh, there's also things that, you know... uh, that I plan to just put out. Yeah. I, I have a, 
a schedule that I kind of follow. But before I talk about being an influencer and just like what that entails, we wanted to kind of just talk about the things that we normally see every day on Instagram that are just not real. So let's start with the beauty standards. I think it's a big topic. That is a really, really important topic. Actually, there's a few things I want to talk about that when it comes to that because there are a few people that are in heat right now uh, based on the fact that just their looks and uh, I guess like people feel like they are kind of giving people false beauty standards. Yeah. So, for example, I'm talking about Madison Beer right now on TikTok. There's this whole thing. About, like, people are calling her out. I saw that. Yeah, because they're saying that she's just, like, giving, like, young women mm-hmm. the false, you know, hopes that, that that's not beauty standards and that she has work done on her face. Yeah. And she basically has just denied it, and she said that she did get lip fillers when she was younger, and she says that she, like, feels dumb for doing it. And yeah. that... She's like, if you've gotten lip fillers, you know that, like, they dissolve. Yeah. And this whole thing, right? And then people have been just, like, comparing the pictures of how she was before and how her lips looked with the pictures that are now and the difference in her lips. So they're just kind of calling her out and saying, like, instead of denying it, you should just own up to it. And and that's it. Like, nobody yeah. would care. Um, so I feel a little divided about it because I think that, I mean, there's nothing wrong if the girl, you know, did something on her face or not. I just, I don't think that Madison Beer needs to carry the weight of being the example for the entire, you know, society and the entire youth, you know? Like, she is just one person, a human being, that I feel like if she had insecurities and she did do something or if she didn't do anything, I just don't think it's her responsibility to, like... You know, yeah, I be think, an example. I think for for me, when it comes to plastic surgery, I'm not against it. Like, do you, boo boo? Like, <laughs> I love that saying. We're gonna put hashtag do you, boo boo. Can exactly. we put that on a shirt? Yes, I want that. Do you, boo boo? And, and by Marina, do your thing. Get all the surgery you want. Make yourself feel confident. The only thing is, don't lie about it. Like, mm-hmm. don't make me sit here thinking that I can have a 20-inch waist and a 15-inch hips when in reality you got a BBL or a perfect nose and a very slim jawline chin action. In mm-hmm. reality, you got a facelift. Speaking of facelift, did you see the Chloe or, yeah, Chloe Kardashian's face picture thing oh, she yeah, posted? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. So. Well, that I do have, I do definitely have opinions about that because there are so many influencers out there that do this too and it like pisses me off because not only you know do you lie about it do you lie about getting surgeries and all that which is fine like we said it's fine if you just say that you did like nobody cares like if you got something done you want to do your boobs great you know i was even thinking of doing my boobs the point is that if you are like lying about it and it's like so up uh, so obvious sometimes i feel like it is so obvious that it's kind of it's just funny because you're like dude are you kidding we all know we exactly like we all know yeah you've been on the internet especially the kardashians they've been on the internet for how many years 
And it's like, you're still lying about this? Come on. Yeah. It's just dumb. Like, yeah. they're beautiful women. And I think, like, obviously they have so many fans. So there's just, like, no point. At this point, just own up to it and that's it. Like, it makes people like you even more if you do. Yeah. But I think that there's a problem with, like, the over-editing of pictures because I don't think that that picture is the way that she looks. I think that oh, she... Facetuned the hell out of it. And I'm talking about Khloe Kardashian. She facetuned and just, like, removed her features and just, like, did a whole lot because that just does not look like her. That yeah. looks like a 17-year-old girl. Face is so, like, pulled, skinny, and... Yeah, it's You can just... tell it's facetuned. You can totally tell it's facetuned. And it's also kind of sad because I, I, I kind of empathize and I feel like... As women, we are really insecure sometimes about the way we look. So I kind of understand of, you know, like she is kind of like the center of attention. Yeah. And she feels like she always has to look perfect because if she doesn't, what happens on social media? Everyone criticizes her. Everybody judges her. And people don't realize like how hard it is on a person. Like, and I think that's something that's a misconception too. That people are like, "Well, you're an influencer. Well, you're a celebrity. Like, you should know this is gonna happen. Yeah. Like, you you should know that people are gonna talk. That's why you're famous or whatever. But it's like, no, that actually is not a. We're normal people. That doesn't We're make human. sense. Yeah. yeah, because you're saying like, oh, okay, so because uh, I'm an influencer, celebrity, I'm supposed to be like a robot now and have no feelings, and that gives you the right to just tear me down. Yeah. I also don't agree with that. So there's obviously different things to different sides of the story, but people just need to, like, be nicer about things. Yeah, going back to Instagram, you know, not being the reality, like you said, people will show you what they want to show you, or just with social media in general, with YouTube, TikTok, Twitter... People will share with you whatever they want to share with you. Mm-hmm. No one will ever, ever air their dirty laundry. Of That's course. just what it is. There are, of course, there's certain things that are just so deep or like so personal yeah. that you might still be embarrassed about or you just don't feel comfortable sharing that you just won't. Yeah. And nobody knows that. And, and somebody might just go on your page today and literally leave you the meanest negative comment and to them it's just like oh well you're an influencer you should be able to take it Suck like it up. you should be able to deal with it yeah and then you might be having the worst day of your fucking life yeah and that comment right there just made it even worse so i think people are so unaware of what's behind the screen like every i i just feel like all of these things for me because i'm such an empathizer like i think that they all have a reason so when I see girls that over edit, and these are like even friends of mine, like they yeah. overly edit their waist, they overly edit their face. Like I have, like this is an everyday thing, you know what I mean? And I think that when I see it, I'm not going to comment and call them out because one, what did I gain from doing that? Yeah, yeah. absolutely nothing. Two, it's none of my fucking business if exactly. I'm gonna be honest. And three, I understand why they may be doing it. And I think instead of me tearing them down, I'd rather, like, say something okay. nice. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If I'm going to be real to you and I'll be like, hey, look, like, you may be editing your pictures, like, way too much, which I have done. I have done that with friends. Really? Okay. Yeah. I have reached out to them and I and I might have said, like, hey, look, I, I noticed you edited this. It's very obvious. Like, just because I know they're going to get so much I trash know, You care. It. Yeah, yeah. You care. Right. 
But I'm not going to trash her and make her feel like shit because yeah. she already feels insecure, which is why she's She edited it from the first place. And everyone yeah. edits. I don't think there's anything wrong. I think it's actually cool that nowadays, you know, with the touch of an app, you can get close enough to an effect that a professional back then, you would have to pay for someone to filter your pictures and clear your face and do that and do this. So I think it's mm-hmm. cool, but just don't abuse it. Yeah. Um, because then you have these people thinking, oh... I want to look like her. I need to go get surgery. In reality, that person doesn't even look like that. Yeah. So. There's also a big problem with girls that are in the fitness industry that are. Fo- I feel like if you're in fitness, there you have no reason to be photoshopping your body. Yeah. I mean, if you are here trying to be an example to people and guide them, I just think that um, it's it's just fake to lie about the way you look because obviously if your body goes to someone yeah how would they feel if they know you are taking three inches off your waist every time you post something yeah it's unrealistic you know and it just doesn't help those people that are trying to get fit do you ever get people telling you like your body is fake like you're lying about surgery tell us the truth yeah i mean i've i've had some people but it's not many people that say that yeah but i think like there's been people that have followed me for so long that they just like they've seen me working Your out transition, for yeah. how many years so I, I i think that's why i don't have like a ton of people saying that okay. but there are the occasional like you know they, i even get it about my face they're like do i do really? i inject my lips did i do anything work on my face and why is that why do you think it's that because nowadays so many celebrities get surgeries and modifications to look like people of color, like myself, people like brown people, people have big lips, people have like, you know, different features. I naturally have almond eyes. I mean, I have Arabic descendants. This is the reason why my eyes look like this. Yeah. I naturally have big lips. Yeah. I naturally have a jawline. Like, I can show you my baby pictures. I look exactly the same. I've had the same face. Yeah. Since I was born. Um, so it is kind of annoying that people ask me that, but then I'm like, well, I didn't, so it, that's it. it. Yeah, yeah. It I just say, no, I didn't, and that's it. And you they know, may assume that I'm lying, but I don't care. You know what's one thing I've contemplated about getting? I won't do it because, first, it's expensive. Second, you're bruising, and I don't like bruising. I would like to get chin I liposuction. I you were going to say that. I, I hate it. my double chin. But you don't even have a double chin. I do. I but do. I see what you mean. You yeah. want it to be like perfect. Yeah, like I. But I hate this part of my. Well, chin. I think if you really hate it, and one day you have the money to do it, yeah. I think you should just fucking do Dude, it. Dude, these Russians on my Instagram, they keep doing these like filler things for the chin, the uh-huh. nose, and I'm just like, wow, this is magic. Yeah. And it's not surgery or anything. It's like the thread thing that you put in your face. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's these th- uh, there's these threads that you can, like, lift your Yeah. Eyes. Now, hear me out. I've never done wor- work on my face, but you better believe that when I get older, I probably will because I am so afraid of getting old. Aging. That's why I use a gua sha. I do. I use a gua sha mm-hmm. every day now because of you. But still, I feel like... I know that, I mean, it's easy to talk when I when you feel young and yeah. pretty and stuff. But then when we start getting older and we see wrinkles coming in and 
skin sagging. I feel like, yeah, I'm going to want to get work done. I don't care if people want to judge care me for or it. whatever, yeah. And I think that goes back to saying, like, let everyone live the life they want to live. Like, if Madison Beer wants to go get her lips done ten times in her life, let her do. If Khloe Kardashian can afford to get a whole facelift, let the girl do whatever she wants. Yeah. If you want to go get a whole body done, do you, boo-boo. But, like, don't sit here and try to make people feel shitty or shame them for doing it. Because it's their life. If they want to talk about it, they want to talk about it. If they don't, move and on. And I feel like a lot of people would want to do it too if they had the money, but they don't. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I think I think people need to just be more focused on what they're doing and, yeah. you know, let everything else. Do you think that most influencers who get their face done, body done, or whatever, they're approached by these clinics? Mm-hmm. Hey, let me give you a lip filler or let me do this treatment on you mm-hmm. and ex- for free in exchange for you posting it. Do you think that's one of the reasons why it's increasing that most people are getting things done just because Probably, it's- yeah. I mean, I could tell you that I've probably been reached out for doing something like that yeah. like at least 30 times. Really? Okay. Yeah. And I'll get offered to do anything. If I want to get lip fillers, if I want to do anything, you know, it's yeah. for exchange to post it and I will say that I've felt kind of like a responsibility to not do those things because I I I want to obviously advocate for loving yourself and I and I also don't think that getting surgery done is not loving yourself but I just feel like if I got something done it would be because I'm letting an insecurity kind of like take over yeah so I'm kind of like you know trying to love myself more and accept that and I think like, okay, if it makes more sense once I get a little bit older, because I know I'm not going to be able to control it. It's something that's going to... It's aging, You yeah. know, and I'm, of course, one day I'm going to get old and wrinkly and then there's nothing I can do about that. But if there's something I can slow the process, I'm going to do it. But right now, I'm 26 and I'm young and I just feel like it's unnecessary. Bro, I keep if forgetting I did... you're 26. You look like you'd be like 22 or something. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> stop it. But yeah, I just think that uh, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't think I need it. Yeah. If I do and it felt right, then I feel like I would, and I would share it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind sharing it. I actually wanted to get my boobs done for the longest time, and I kept going back and forth in it because, like, I want to love my boobs now. Mm-hmm. And but I also like see these girls with big boobs, and I'm like, oh my god, like that looks like your tops look so cute. Yeah. So, but I'm like kind of, I don't know. I think one day if I really, really want it, I'll do it. But so far I've been fine. Yeah. Not that I have kids, but I always hear people say like, if you're going to alter your body, wait till you have kids. Yeah. I mean, because you kind of have to like redo it every time. Yeah. about influencer who are couples so couple goals mm-hmm. um all these i bought my girlfriend her dream car, car i'm or, like where do i find that the hell <laughs> or i bought my um i surprised my fiance with the house a mansion yeah. all these clips hers mm-hmm. like uh you know pictures like super cute lovey-dovey pictures they're always happy um, always like this fantasy love that 
is not real. How it's many not cars? real. It's not real. How many cars has Ryan bought you? Zero. <laughs> Ryan has not bought me a car, but I don't need him to buy me a car for me to love him. But I know that one day when he can buy me a car, I'm sure he would do it. Yeah. Um, But I think the topic is just about the comparison of like the people that follow these couples mm-hmm. and then they compare um, their relationship to that which I think yeah. that's what it becomes toxic because there are couples who have amazing bonds and they just happen to both be rich and live lavish lives. Yeah. And that could be true. I have I actually know a couple. Uh, but I think like it's, it, it's toxic when you as a person compare your relationship to those kinds of relationships because there is so much more oh, yeah. that you don't see to that relationship. They are just taking their best parts of the relationship. And a lot of these things are staged. Oh, big time. A lot of these things are really, really staged, which I even ended a friendship over that. Really? Yeah, I ended a friendship because um, I just felt like everything was so fake and like so like posed and just trying too hard and all about social media. And I just... I felt like this isn't real. Like, this is not even a real friendship. Uh, yeah. It even made me question the friendship because I just saw, like, everything else around them was so fake. Wow. So I think that we have to kind of think about all those things. Like, in real life, those people have problems. There's issues that they're not talking about. I'm sure the boyfriend gets in, in her on her nerves or vice versa. Like, how's your relationship, right? Like, yeah. there's always ups and downs. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And not going to lie, there's so many times where I've watched a video of, you know, this couple, the guys fills her whole entire apartment with flowers and this and that. And I'm like, where's my apartment filled with flowers, you know? But it's not, re- it's not, it's staged for the views, for yeah. the likes, for the followers. And if that wasn't the case, if these people weren't posting the video or the picture. And now that, that you bring that up, I'll say this because... You know, uh, I feel like every time, like, uh, for example, Kylie, right? Every yeah. time, like, Travis does something for her and he literally fills up the entire house with flowers, I think that's beautiful. It's a, an amazing gesture. Yeah. But I think, like, all these women idolize that and they're like, oh, my God, like, like these bums don't get me this or, like, whatever, my boyfriend doesn't do that. But if you think about it, like, Travis Scott has the ability to make a phone call and say, hey, can we fill up, like, her whole room with flowers. Yeah. And how much do you think that costs? A couple hundred thousand. A hundred thousand? Yeah. You, you know how expensive flowers are? Really? That's a lot. Yeah. Well, I know, like, if you buy, like, a bouquet or whatever, it's, like... It's, like, a hundred dollars. A hundred something, yeah. So and imagine if it's like getting, a, like, a, an arrangement with your name. No, nah, it's probably... I don't... I doubt it's a hundred thousand. It's probably, like, a couple thousand. Like, maybe, like, ten, twenty thousand. Oh, I Ten thousand, I would say. A hundred thousand is crazy. What the hell? I would be so upset. My boyfriend spent a hundred thousand dollars in flowers. I'd be like, "Are See, you the, fucking kidding?" This is, this is the different kind of girls. One girl is like, "Yeah, buy me so many flowers," and the other girl's like, "Bitch, you better not spend a hundred thousand dollars on flowers." Of course. I mean, I love flowers, and I would love to get flowers, but no, that's not a crazy amount. No, I don't need you to spend that much money on flowers. That's insane. Yeah. Unless we were like super filthy rich. But I also feel like when I do get rich, putting out into the world, um, I want to use like money for good causes, you know? I want to actually make a difference and not 
fucking oh yeah here for my instagram story you know but like i said travis scott is able to do that which is dope like shit i wish i was kylie getting all those you know like getting all those things but i feel like when women try to hold that into their to their boyfriends they're like oh why don't you do this and do that it's like are you kidding i'm not a fucking millionaire or a rapper and they also don't talk about how like in relationships what matters is the gestures that they do you may not date somebody that gives you tons of flowers but you might date somebody that makes coffee every morning and leaves it ready when you wake up because he knows you like coffee like ryan does (laughs) you know or like takes your car and washes it for you like okay let me stop let me stop you know so there's other things that we have to appreciate but because instagram is all about beauty perfection uh, materialistic things like what shoes is she wearing what brand is all of that is so like unrealistic and it's just dumb i feel yeah yeah it becomes i feel like it becomes superficial yeah and we lose but i mean don't get me wrong there's a lot of parts and i think at the end of the day it depends on who you're following mm-hmm. it depends on so there's a lot of people you can follow, you know, to help you with inspiration or motivation or people who are real. But we still cannot escape those people who are flexing for the gram. And as long as you're aware that not everything is as it seems, you'll be fine. You know, like there's uh, there's going to be the uh, people you follow that always seem happy, always seem positive. And then behind closed doors, they may be going through something really serious. They may be depressed, anxious. And just because they don't share it, I mean, not everybody, that's not, it's not really their responsibility to share it. But I feel like once we start having this idea of like, oh my God, my life sucks. And then let me scroll on Instagram and this person's life is so amazing and it looks so fun. I think that's when it becomes a problem because those, like it's, you're only getting a piece of the whole, of the whole puzzle. So another thing I want us to discuss is, the work that goes behind being an influencer. Before I met Gabby, I was under the impression that all you got to do to be an influencer is take a picture, post it on Instagram, do a prank on YouTube, and bam, you're a millionaire. <laughs> and it wasn't until I got to work with her and see the reality and the behind the scenes, and I was like, oh shit, this is actually real. Like, this is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's not just a picture. So I think with that misconception, we should shed light on that part that most people don't see. Yeah, I yeah, of course. I think I think there, there's definitely the influencers that don't do much, but then I feel like it, we're going to talk about the influencers who are they have like this is their business, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's ultimately what it is. Being yeah. an influencer is like having a business. So you have a brand that you have to take care of. You have a following that you have to create content for on a daily basis and Especially if you're doing like partnerships, you there's so much that goes into it. You have to negotiate your own deals. You have to fight to get paid what you think you deserve. Um, and there's a lot of also unfairness when it comes to that. You also have to go through contracts and deliverables and schedule out your content. And there's just so much that goes to it. Sometimes a brand partnership uh, they want you to submit your content first. Sometimes there's brands that are very particular about things. So yeah. they may not like a specific thing on your video or something you said. And they'll ask you to do it again. 
So it Has is that ever a lot. happened to you? I think I've redone maybe one video before. Okay. But this was a long time ago. But I think now, um, I think I'm like pretty confident with mm -hmm. like, and I understand what brands are asking for. Yeah. But it's something that you learn with time. And even just like being a voice, there's so much responsibility that comes with being an influencer because so many people look at you to like speak up about almost everything. They mm. want you to speak up about everything. And like you can't, you can't be an advocate for everything. You can stand up for things that are important, but you can't save the world. You know, you can't yeah. be like, here's this, here's that. And then people will get upset because they're like, well, why aren't you talking about this? And you're like, well, there's like other things that I'm talking about, you know? So there's definitely so much work that goes behind it. Um, and filming, taking photos, like, I think people think it's easy until they have to do it. Yeah. So I'll... Like I said in the beginning of this, I don't consider myself an influencer, but I've worked for one. And now with this podcast, um, I'm getting a little bit of a taste. So when we first started this whole thing, I was like, you know what? As you guys know, this is edited, produced, directed, sponsored, everything by us. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a lot of work goes into it. And when we talked about it in the beginning, I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. I think we're going to be fine. And Gabby was like, this is a lot of work. Like, yeah. you have to know this. Having a whole other thing is not going to be, you know, we come here, talk, you know, chat, and, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And the reality of it, we have to prepare. We have to edit. We have to do the research on what we want to talk about. We have to engage on Instagram. There is so much work, and it's not like a, a nine to five. You clock in, and then the moment five o'clock hits, you're out. No. Like, last night... There was someone who DM'd us on Instagram, and I had a conversation with her, and it was so heartfelt. Like, she was talking about the podcast and how much she likes it, and in my head, I was like, wow, like, that's so sweet. Imagining the people who are actually influencers and do this on the daily, and at 10 p.m., they're still chatting instead of, you know, sitting with their family and talking. That's still work. Like, mm -hmm. engaging with your fans is work. Yep. So, it's not, uh, let me take a picture and post it, and I'm going to become a millionaire. There's so much hours that are put into it that are is not being talked about and it's so underrated. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, I do. I do remember when we first started the podcast because Marina is such a like, okay, let's just do it. Yeah, yeah, like we'll do this and we'll do that and like she thinks that that we could just like wing it. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, no, no, no. Like we kind of gotta organize ourselves. Let's talk about a couple episodes. What is our brand going to be about? Like, we had to talk about all those things. Like, what was our vision? Yeah. What were our colors? Like, our brand. Because ultimately, that's what we're doing. We're building a, a brand. And this is a platform that many people are going to listen to. Yeah. And I think for you coming in, you were like, oh, yeah, we can just do this and this and that. Hey, let's just record and post. Who cares? Yeah. Right. But I think now you're kind of understanding, like, you're realizing uh, Marina is mostly the one that's on our social media on our Instagram because I have to manage my own and then also the AVO. my app and like my AVO active like it just there's a lot of work so yeah. she's been taking on that responsibility to kind of like connect with you guys and think about it like that we just started we have a couple hundred followers on our Instagram and wait until we get to a hundred thousand 
wait until we get to 200, 300, 500,000, a million. Yeah. That is when the real work starts because not only do you have more followers, but you have more responsibilities. There are more people reaching out to you. There, are, I mean, I'm countlessly like uh, getting DMs every day. Yeah. And there are people that I wish, like, I wish I could speak to every single one of them. And there's people that come to me with their problems, whether it's about their body or their relationships or their self-confidence. And I think this is why it was important for, for us to have a podcast because this is the platform where we can talk to a lot of people at the same time. Exactly. Because uh, there's only so much you can do on Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's so much work that goes into it. And I think it's such a beautiful job. I think being an influencer is such a great job because you have so much creative freedom. Exactly. And even though it's hard work, everything is hard work. Having yeah. a job is hard, hard work. Building a business, you know you're going to have all the roles and responsibilities when you start. And hopefully you can build it so well that then you create a team and you have a whole group of people that are yeah. behind you. So I don't know if you guys know this, but we edit our own content. And like I said, before all this, I was like, this is so easy. I can do editing. I've done editing before. I know how to do this. Um, so usually when we record, our episode comes out to be about an hour and 20 minutes. We talk a lot, but all that, you know, the, all the ums, all the... Uh, all the mistakes. All the... All that gets <laughs> gets edited out, and it comes down to be anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes. And believe it or not, those 30 or 45 minutes takes me a minimum of four hours to edit. Yeah. I timed myself, and I was like... I mean, we spent full days at my house oh, yeah. editing. The other day, I was here from 9 all the way to 9. Yeah. It was a whole day. We literally started at 9, and we weren't done till like, 9, 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And in a, in, a, in a job, you would walk in at 9 and leave at 5, and you're out. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that are behind the scenes that people do not see, people do not talk about, and they just think it's easy money. Yeah. I mean, even like my family, I feel like when I first started being an influencer... I think now that the term ha- is it's kind of creating, like, getting value. Yeah. But before, it was like, oh, you're an Instagram model. Like, that's kind of like what yeah. we called every person on Instagram, right? And my family, where sometimes they would be like, okay, maybe you need to get a real job, right? Because we need actual money. And it's, it's just because it, there's not enough information. But I think now more and more people want to create also a brand and they want to create a platform. And that's the beautiful thing that you have the power to use the internet and social media to literally do whatever you want, whether whether anything that you do. You could be somebody that you could teach something to the world um, or just you have a talent you want to share or a story you want yeah. to, to share with the world. Like there's so many things that you can do. You're just going to have to be willing to put in the work. And I think half, like most of the time people that are passionate about something, mm-hmm. they will be committed. And one thing I want to add to what you were saying is we are so lucky to have the internet because you can literally learn anything. Mm-hmm. You can literally learn anything. I don't know anyone who has a podcast. So we we started all this by ourselves. We didn't have a manager. We didn't have anyone to tell us these are the mics you buy. This is what, you know, the setup you should have. This is the software you edit. And we're learning step by step, and we failed so many times. But like you said, 
if this is something you're passionate about and this is something you like, you will put in the hours, you'll put in the time to learn and you will figure it out. Yeah, and you just have to start it too. I think I have many, many friends that um, I think they, they just like, they think I'm so driven and so committed to my things. And it's because when I plan a lot, I schedule myself and I have a goal and I stick to it. But one of the biggest things I think that I have is that I do not obsess over any piece of content. Mm. I have an idea, I make it, and I move on. Yeah. There's something else I need to make. But if I spend too much time on one piece of content, I'm already wasting time yeah. and money because it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be exactly how I envision it to. Sometimes it will. I will get lucky and it look exactly like I want it. Yeah. But sometimes there'll be, okay, maybe the lighting wasn't the best. Maybe the sound wasn't the best. Maybe I didn't look the best. Yeah. But if I obsess over that piece of content and I want it to be perfect, then it never gets out and I can't obsess over it. Yeah. Because content is being fed daily on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. And if you're not being fast enough, that speed. Yeah. And if you're not giving value to people then that's when your growth is stalled. Today's news becomes yesterday's news. Exactly. Like one video you'll make today, okay, cool, I got some attention today. And bam. Tomorrow's forgotten. What's next? What else did you make? Yeah. So let me ask you this. Do you think it's something that people should do if they want to pursue that career? Um. Yeah, I do. I encourage anyone that wants to do it to start a YouTube channel, a TikTok, a podcast, because like like we've said, like the internet is so powerful. You never know. You might be a friend of mine. I could have been done this for like four or five years and you could do a video today, go viral, and then now you're more popular than I am. Yeah. You never know. The internet is so powerful. And if you just use it as a tool, um, and even though we've discussed a lot of negative things that come with social media, there's also so many positive things and so many lives that have been changed. Oh, yeah. There have been people that are poor, have no access to nothing, and then literally they're whole lives have completely changed and now they're millionaires and they're doing what they love so i mean the only thing you can regret is what you don't do exactly so you might as well do it yeah okay so i've got a couple of questions on my instagram that you guys asked so we're gonna go ahead and read a few of those and then um either marina or not or i will answer or both so uh, the first question, we'll say, uh, you can say this because you edit a lot. How did you learn to edit? Two things, YouTube and trial and error. YouTube is literally way better than any school you will go to. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't say all of that. I, and I'll, I'll say that with, my, with confidence. I think YouTube has taught me so much. I edit, for anyone who's interested, I use... Uh, Premiere Pro and Adobe Audition to edit our podcast. Uh, so I love the Adobe Creative Cloud because it is really creative and you can find any tutorial on YouTube. It will show you how to use any of that. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's how I personally learned editing and through trial and error. So if you were to listen from our first episode to this episode, you will see a big difference. And as sad, you know, as we were trying to make the first episode so perfect. That's just the reality of it. It's mm -hmm. trial and error. You just got to put your content out. You just got to try and it will get better. If you go to anybody on the internet and compare their first thing out that they released compared to what they're at now, current. see a huge different production quality. 
image, yeah. lighting. So um, don't let that ever <clears throat> deter you from doing anything because you don't know how to do it or it's not coming out perfect as, you know, someone who's been doing this for years. Yeah. So. I mean, I can compare the videos I used to make before to now. And yeah. Even my YouTube videos. My YouTube videos before were trash. I don't know how anyone watched that. And now I've got an expensive camera and a lens and lighting but now that you're talking about the podcast, I remember the first episodes that we kept going back and forth because I was like, the audio is not perfect and I want it to be like this. But because we had already put it out, we both decided, you know what, it's out. Yeah. You know, just leave it like that. We can't. Because yeah. then we're never going to do it, right? Yeah. And now yeah. it's getting better and I'm sure it will continue to get better. Exactly. So for me, the way that I learned to edit, I'm going to give a shout out to Tonio Skits because he was the first person that ever forced me to edit a piece of content. And this was uh, back when I lived in Miami. Uh, Tonio was kind of like the person that did skits that I was kind of like a friend with. And I normally would just go to his house and be in his videos. And he's he was always the one that would edit and post them. And he would just send it to me for me to post it if I wanted to. Uh, but I remember one time I had an idea and I filmed it. And I thought he would edit it. And he was like, no. You're going to download iMovie and you're going to edit it yourself. And I'm oh, like, well, cool. yeah, but I was like, I don't know how to do this, though. And he's like, you, I didn't know how to do it either, but I just played with it and I learned. And I was like, OK, so honestly, just from playing it on on my phone, I was just playing with the things and I learned, oh, OK, this is what you do. Oh, OK, this is what you do to do this. And same thing. If I didn't know something, YouTube. Yeah. How to blah, blah, blah. There's almost a video on how to for Everything. every single thing on YouTube. And now I use Final Cut Pro. I have never gone around Adobe Premiere. I just feel like for what I do on YouTube, yeah. like Final Cut Pro is fine. Uh, but I've learned from watching YouTube videos. And also it's very similar to iMovie. So a lot of the same features that I use on iMovie are the same on Final Cut. But again, YouTube has just mm -hmm. taught me so many things. And now it's like... I, I've even paid editors before to do things for me, and then sometimes I'll be like, you know what, never mind, I'll edit it because yeah. I know how I like Because you have it. your vision, and like you see your own vision, and you want to edit it a certain way. Mm -hmm. So when you have someone else do it, you're like, eh. Okay, so the next question is a really important question, and this is how do you know when to increase your rates? So this is something that I, I feel like anytime I have a chance to talk to a fellow influencer about it, I do. Because I feel like so many of us are undervalued and underpaid. We got to think about it. Being an influencer and having a platform on any social media outlet is being a marketing company. And you need to look at it like that. You are a business. So think about how brands spend thousands and thousands of dollars to be on TV, to be on billboards. That is the same thing as being on your social media page. You are advertising any particular brand and you are doing marketing for them. So if you have a million followers, 500,000, 100,000, uh, you have to think about the rate you already have established. And every now and then, once your following grows, you have to rethink that rate and reevaluate. You have to think of your engagement. Um, if anything has changed, have you gotten any press recently? Have you done anything in particular? So I'll say my rates when I first started were nothing compared to they are right now. Uh, I, 
I think about everything that Gabriella Bandy is, and I think about also my businesses. Now I'm not only an influencer, I'm also a business owner of two businesses. I feel like that adds value, and um, not only because I have a business, but because now my time is more limited, so my time has to be more valuable for anything that I do. So you have to kind of think about the rate you think you deserve and then you need to demand that and not accept anything below that. And if you have some legroom where you can negotiate a deal, especially with brands that you feel are, a, let's say a brand that you really, really like reaches out to you, they may not have the budget for that particular campaign, but if you can sort of negotiate the, your way into it and maybe start off uh, lower so that you can build that relationship, you, you may decide to do that, but at the end of the day, you gotta do what's right for you. Um, and in the beginning, you always kind of have to pay your dues, but it comes to a point where you have to think about your time and say, okay, well, with the rate that I'm doing right now, is it adding up to everything that I'm putting in when it comes to time, equipment, time editing, um, all of those things come into account, the number of followers you have, the engagement, who you are, like all of those things, are in consideration and also if you can ask other influencers that are on your same uh kind of like level or following that also helps because then you can kind of see okay this is where they're pricing themselves at so i should definitely be at that rate or higher i should not be below that so you're the one that decides that that's the greatness of being an influencer is like you decide your rate and you are your own business owner so you can put the the price that you want yeah Okay, so next question. Uh, somebody, I feel like I'm on the spot. <laughs> so, somebody asked, "How do you define the word influencer?" How do you define uh, the word influencer? Okay, well, I think right now um, an influencer is considered somebody that is on social media, has a big following, and has influence over people. That's yeah. kind of what influencer means. Uh, there's obviously different types of influencers and the type of influence that they have. So for myself, I'm a lifestyle influencer, so I have the influence to uh, show people beauty products, lifestyle, fitness, health, mental health. There are other people who are makeup artists, so they influence people in the makeup world. So I, obviously being an influencer comes with responsibilities and having that platform means talking about important things and being an example yeah and it's just kind of like being a celebrity in, in some point like we're also human beings and we can't take on every single we can't save the world right yeah but we can try our best to be an example and and influence people in the right way and i think that's what influencer means um yeah i agree with you i feel like the word influencer has lost the influence in that word because nowadays anyone who posts pictures on social media is an influencer. Mm -hmm. Anyone who has a specific, you know, number of following just becomes an influencer. But you lose that part that people really do trust you and people do follow anything you do because in a sense you become their friends. Yeah. So if I follow Gabby and I don't know Gabby and she posts this hair dryer and I like her hair, I'm going to treat it like my friend just told me, hey, this hair dryer is so good for your hair. You should buy it. Yeah. And if I trust my friend and I follow them, 
they are influencing my decision to go buy that hair dryer. So I hear all the time that people, influencers say, oh, I didn't choose this life. Like, let me live the life I want to live. I didn't put myself in it. But it's, it's true. Like you, for example, you have half a million followers. These half a million people follow you because they trust you because they're interested in your life. So now Gabby has to, you know, be cautious, even though, you know, she can't just put whatever she wants. She has to be cautious of like, okay, this is my audience. I can't just because this company reached out to me and is going to pay me this amount of money, I'll just put it. Mm -hmm. No, but because these people trust me, I am going to reject I'm going to make this. sure it's something that I believe in exactly. and that works. And I've seen her, we've had so many conversations of her like, what do you think? Should I do this? Uh, I don't really believe in this, you know, company. I'm not going to mm -hmm. work with them. Mm -hmm. And that is an influencer, someone who knows their power and how much influence they have over the people. Yeah. But they're using it in a good way. That's why I said it comes with responsibility. And there's obviously going to be the people that they just care about making money and fame. And I think it becomes apparent at some point. I feel yeah. like it. you can't hide behind that. Like people can see through that and you'll know eventually mm -hmm. that an influencer only cares about being famous and getting money. And you'll also notice when people are authentic. Like if you buy something that I recommended and yeah. you actually like it, you'll know, oh, wow, I can trust this person. This was the best thing I've ever bought. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, I take it very seriously and I would rather say no to getting a check um, if it's something that I feel like just I don't believe in. So why would yeah. I talk about it and tell you to use it if I don't use it myself? Yeah, yeah. So there were a lot more questions about being an influencer, which I, th I really like that you guys are interested in it. So we're going to create another episode where we talk deeply on how to become one, what things you can do, and just tips to help you in creating your brand. Uh, but we don't obviously want to like, be in this podcast for like two hours. Yeah. But we appreciate all the questions and we hope that we get to it on the next episode. Make sure you guys follow our Instagram at Lemons to Lemonade Show. Yeah, so ask us many questions there. Any Anything you guys want us to talk about. We're always coming we're together thinking about, okay, what do, what do we think we should yeah. talk about? And we obviously want to talk about things that you guys are interested in. So your ideas are very much valued. And it's a really good way to connect with us. We always respond to your comments, your DMs. Uh, we see everything. So make sure you do utilize that if you do want to reach out to us. Yeah, and of course, follow us on our personal Instagrams and social media at Gabriella Bandy. At 20 Marina. And remember, when, when life, life gives, gives you lemons, lemons you, you make lemonade. lemonade.